Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, having a rice, rice day. Of course, uh, we had to talk all things transfers and uh, upcoming City and Arsenal get their business done early, Chelsea's clean out, United's woes, and so much more. Um, stay tuned with what's to come. Now, of course, Manchester City a couple of seasons ago tried to get Harry Kane, didn't get him, but they have got Matteo Kovacic from Chelsea. He has signed a four-year deal worth £30 million. £25 million initial payment, £5 million in performance-related add-ons. Kovacic has said this. This is a brilliant move for me. I cannot wait to get started with City. Anyone who has watched this team under Pep knows how good they are. Of course, I can't discuss all things transfers alone. Uh, in studio, we have Chad Nagel as well as Desh Patab. Gentlemen, we did hear what uh, Matteo Kovacic had to say about joining um, undoubtedly the best team in the world. Um, he said anyone who's seen this team knows why you know he made that decision. Chad, I'm sure this one affects you more than anyone else in the room. Uh, Matteo Kovacic, star player for, for Chelsea, won the Champions League? Won the Champions League, yeah. Um, and Europa League? Yeah. Won a lot. Yeah, won a lot. Um, how do you feel? Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed to, to lose uh, Matteo Kovacic. He's a player I would have liked to have kept uh, for the upcoming season, especially with uh, Mauricio Pochettino uh, coming in. Um, especially also with the fact that N'Golo Kante has left the club, I would mm. have liked to have kept uh, Matteo Kovacic. He has so much experience, big game player as well. Uh, I, I love the way he carries the ball uh, from uh, midfield, makes some uh, good runs, uh, some driving runs forward. Uh, he's a good, very good player. And uh, as he said, um, announcing his uh, move to Manchester City, it's a brilliant move for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chelsea have lost a player, um, not as big as N'Golo Kante, but they've lost a key player. I'd say a key player in their squad. Um, he's also a good like-for-like replacement uh, for uh, Gundogan, I know Gundogan a, is a is a better player in terms of especially the the numbers that he brings, mm-hmm. uh, goals and assists. Um, but I think <clears throat> Mateo Kovacic can obviously have that improve. Uh, he can improve that in his game, especially in Manchester City that creates a lot. I think he'll be on the end of it. He'll get a couple of goals, couple of assists, and I think. He could fit like a glove in Pep Guardiola's team, and could Pep could actually even elevate him to like another level? Um, maybe we've yet to even see uh, the best of uh, Mateo Kovacic. Mm, I think it's always well. There's always two ways of looking at it. You know, joining um, a treble-winning team. You know, it could be a case of everyone wants to play for them. Now's the best time to join. <coughs> and then there's also the case of how are you trying to improve a team that's just won everything there is to win. Um, of course, winning the treble last year. So, how does he fit into Manchester City system? Yeah, I think as Shah said, it's a straight swap. You know, with Gundogan leaving, um, you know, he's he is no Gundogan. If you look at uh, that man's like last month or two of of he just Man took City him career, over the line. Oh my word! It's like absolutely in, in, insane. You know, uh, look at that that absolute <clears throat> thrashing of Real Madrid at uh, at the Etihad. Mm. 
my word. You, you know, he was all over them. Um, you, you look at his goal in the FA Cup uh, against Manchester United. You know, what, 30 seconds into yeah. the game, just volleys it, left air, standard, rooted to the spot, defenders looking at each other. Um, and then again, in the league, he literally was instrumental because mm-hmm. Haaland sort of, for me, he stepped off the gas in the last couple of games, and but the team had like... You know, there was individual plays and he stood head on shoulders because Phil Foden was, he was basically frozen out the squad. I think his contract talks are uh, ongoing and, you know, Pep has said that Foden is a very important player for the team, um, but maybe from next year, you know, because mm. this year it was all Gundogan. You know, Bernardo Silva, I think he was playing uh, left back at one stage. I think City moved to the back three and then he was in a midfield five, so... Um, you know, he wasn't really involved going forward as much as Gundogan was. Uh, you know, and De Bruyne as well, you know, he is the cam. But I think Gundogan, like you mentioned his numbers, but it was so, so impressive at the end of the season, a tail end of the season when they needed him the most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sensational. Kovacic, the one thing that comes to mind where I think he's got, he's got more legs than Gundogan. Mm-hmm. You know, Croatian, mm-hmm. you know, Croatia, Every time they play uh, like a competitive, they uh, tend to game, outrun. Yeah. They just, they just. They it's a just good point. Runners, yeah. only runners. You look at him, Modric, Brozovic. That's a powerhouse right there. They will just chase anything, mm. um, and I think that's that's maybe how he improves. Uh, you know, or, or like that's what he has over Gundogan. But then you look at Gundogan's locker, and it can't compare to what Kovacic offers. Mm. Um, but if if uh, you know City one runners, you look at Calvin Phillips as well. Mm-hmm. It's another midfielder who's just got an engine on him. You know, he will chase down everything. I think uh, in the World Cup it was him and um, uh, I think Dex. was it Dex and Rice. Yeah, but you you saw um, Calvin Phillips cover mm-hmm. the yards and. Um, that'll only, yeah, I'm not sure that's a comp- competition between the two of them. Um, mm. But I think Kovacic is is yeah, I'm excited to see what he does and and maybe what Pep uh, how how he could have said this is how I can improve you. Mm. You know, that's that's my thing. It, it is it someone to kind of analyze, um, Chad? Because Kovacic is a top player. Gunnarsson, he's you know we think that's the the possible replacement unless Manchester City have, you know, something else up their sleeves in, in terms of another midfielder coming in. But it, it's a difficult question to ask, but I suppose I, I do have to ask it anyway. Um, do you see Matteo Kovacic flopping at Man City or does he improve them? And if so, how so? Um, sure. Uh, it's hard when you say, will he improve Manchester City? Because how can you? Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, it's hard to improve treble winners, but I, I think that... He's a good. I think Pip has a good eye for uh, eye uh, for talent. He has a good eye on the transfer market. I think um, he would have liked to have kept um, uh, Gundogan, but I think with him leaving, you need continuity. You need uh, probably a, a like for like replacement. And uh, I think in terms of comparing <coughs> players, um, comparisons of players, and we look at Gundogan. If we have to pick a player in the Premier League. Uh, who's most who's closer to him in terms of style of play? Mm. I, I don't know about everyone else, but I think Mateo Kovacic comes to mind for me. Um, so I think that he would, um, like I said, and and as Desh mentioned as well, Gundogan's numbers are so good, but <clears throat> also in an, in a team where Manchester City are constantly have the ball in the final third, they attack uh, in numbers. There's there's gonna be more. 
opportunities to, to find yourself in the score sheets, more opportunities to create goal scoring opportunities, to rack up more assists. And I think it, uh, while um, Kovacic has, may, may, have, may lack that in his game, mm-hmm. um, I think that Pip could help him to become a player um, that like, um, like Gundogan in terms of like his, his final third Shooting uh, more, abilities. like, yeah. you know, trying to yeah. throw the pass more. You know what's funny is that you can probably count the amount of times Kovacic has taken a shot <coughs> at yeah. Chelsea. He's one goal, in the one league goal last season. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, whenever he scores, it's like, it's always like a screamer or like a, you know, something <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's taken uh, Gundogan's jersey number. He, he'll, be, he'll be wearing number eight for um, uh, Manchester City. Do I you think see it working out? I, I think it's... Not only do I see it as a like-for-like replacement with Gundogan, I do see it working out. I think um, I actually feel like Chelsea will um, will regret this, live to regret this decision. I think he'd fit in like a glove at Manchester City. I think Pep Guardiola will just transform him. And just Pep just has that way of just like getting, um, like just maximizing all of your abilities and potential. And I think you'll get even more out of Mateo Kovacic. Mateo Kovacic probably has. Uh, a lot more in him that Pep can unearth. Like we saw uh, Gundogan at uh, at um, Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund under Jurgen Klopp, and and he didn't have that uh, attacking prowess that uh, that he currently possesses now. And uh, you know he 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 was he found that out at um, he he got to, di- to to discover that under Pep. I think he was actually more of a six at uh, yeah. Dortmund. So that, that that came at a later point points in his career he's uh he's got he's drive for goals and give and, and getting on the score sheet more and and just knowing where the, the, the like you know like just finding himself in the right places outside the box and in the box and mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, kovacic will find that in his game as well under pep he has a name i'm sure you remember um dish i think one of uh replay, um partners that he played with that dortmund nuri sign remember him mm. Um, but yeah, Kovacic hits a must for you at Man City. I'm not resigned, but I remember, wasn't he at Liverpool for like a short, yeah. short stint? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just tried to make the brain go yeah. wild. Eh? Gosh, was, that's a name. But um, yeah, when, when Chan said um, Chelsea could regret this, I think a lot of their players are exit, like heading for the for the, the, the door there. I, I don't think they have any possibility of trying to retain mm. their, their, their talent. I think all senior players are linked to the move <coughs> away. You know, you look at, uh, I think Mendy has, has said his uh, farewell, Ziyech, uh, Havertz is already signed. Uh, Felix um, is not um, signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Kante is already... <coughs> Even the on. new players like uh, Khalidou uh, Koulibaly. Koulibaly is already, you know, so mm-hmm. this... I already wonder if Chelsea's days are number there. It's, well, it's what looking, do you think? I, I think it is. Is, is there I, a method of no, to the madness? No, look, with, with Pochettino uh, at the helm, mm-hmm. there's some respect there. You know, you just give him that, um, you know, you afford him that because of the name. Mm-hmm. But with, I don't actually think they can start a preseason because they don't know who's going to be there you yeah. know like how does he as a manager have a preseason? you know you, you speak of um, managers like you know when they look at uh, Aston Villa with uh, Una Emery you know he did what he did without a preseason mm-hmm. because people know how important the preseason is now I don't even think he can <laughs> run training drills you know what no, does he no do it's, it's maybe just fitness it's literally just fitness drills yeah. until they know who the 11 is so 
Um, I don't know who's going to be their striker. You mm-hmm. know, I think Aubameyang is... I don't no, know well, they did sign um, Villarreal striker, Chad, if I'm not mistaken. <coughs> yeah, Nicholas Jackson. Nicholas Jackson. Look, um, there, there's a plan. I mean, um, I know a lot of people won't know this. Uh, a lot of rival fans won't know this. But as a Chelsea fan, you obviously, um, like, as a supporter of your club, you look at everything. You know the players that um, you, you see... Um, you know the players that nobody necessarily knows even be, uh, still belongs at the club. Mm-hmm. Players that have gone out on loan, like um, mentioning uh, Kulubali. Kulubali, Chelsea have have had to. You, it's clear to tell that they've made mistakes in the past in the transfer market, with uh, with a lot of players. Uh, Lukaku. Kulubali was linked for like seven years with with them before he finally signed, and when he signed, it was the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Luk- Lukaku, Kulubali, um, uh, um, who else? Um, Obama Yang that you mentioned. I'm, I'm sure you can all agree that they were flops. They didn't turn out to be. But yeah, so look so. for me, Lukaku's first like I think three months, two <coughs> months in the league absolutely destroyed <coughs> any centre back that came close to me. He had, and I think it was Tuchel who had, who had brought him, signed him. You know, I remember that game against Arsenal. Mm. Absolutely shambolic. I think it was. Was it Pablo Marie, maybe? Yeah. Or like, yeah, I just think he just him. handled yeah. him. Like, yeah. I, I remember that. Yo, that was, I think. <laughs> are, are we diving into Chelsea now? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm so, trying to, so, so what I think, well, my concern at least is yeah. when I'm looking at Chelsea is. I just, th- sorry, I just a, also want to bring clarity to the whole Chelsea squad and in terms of preparations mm-hmm. for the seasons and like um, the idea and the plan of Pochettino. Because I, I can't answer Desha's question. Yeah, no, no okay, go for it. Because uh, there is a concern that I did want to bring up, and I, I kind of want you to answer that as well. So maybe okay. make it a two-parter. Um, okay. So Desha's question, obviously, or concerns that he has. And then what I'm seeing from the outsiders, Chelsea had a bad season, yes. But it's not a squad of bad players. But their door is open. Their exit door is open. But for a lot of quality players, it's, uh, for me, there's too much quality leaving the door. And I'm... Okay, Ziyech has had contract issues and he's a top player, but Koulibaly can strengthen Chelsea and be a regular next season. I think he still has potential to be better than any other defender at Chelsea. Um, N'Golo Kante was just, you know, struck with injuries. Still probably Chelsea's best midfielder. Um, goes the top earner as well. You won't, you won't get the top earner unless yeah, you really so like... I, I think there's just so much quality leaving Chelsea at the moment and... Michael Jackson or what's his name? Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> Nicholas Jackson. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want like for like replacements. Like Manchester City have yeah. gone and sold, you know, Gunnarsson or you know his contract has run up. How do you replace that? So massive quality, Matteo Kovacic. So you will remember, like in you know all the podcasts we've been doing for ma- for many weeks back, dating mm. back into last season. I've kind of just, I'm kind of just going to echo what I've been saying. And this is the, probably the part that a lot of people don't like to accept. It's a transition period. It really is a transitional period. It's a new ownership, uh, the new club staff, new management, uh, new players even uh, coming. There's a whole rebuild taking place and that takes time. Uh, 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 Pep Guardiola didn't challenge 
uh, even at Manchester City's team was like almost ready made for him. Uh, he didn't challenge in his first season. Antonio Conte won the league with Chelsea. Pep, uh, Jürgen Klopp, it took him about like five seasons to get uh, Liverpool competing. Mm -hmm. uh, just hang on, li just listen to where I'm going with this. Uh, uh, the other, uh, other manager, can't think of now, but Jürgen Klopp is a good example. Mm -hmm. uh, it, took, it took about five seasons for Liverpool to, uh, with Klopp over there. So it was a rebuilding uh, phase. There was a lot of players that no matter how good a player is, if, you, uh, if you're a manager and this player's head's turned, no matter how good you think his qualities are or his capabilities are, if his head, if he doesn't want to be there, it's the same like any company even with work. No matter how good um, you might be as, as a host, uh, mm -hmm. if you don't want to be here, then like nobody gains anything. And we'd rather if you don't want to be here, then you might as well just go where you're happy and we can get someone in to replace you. And that's kind of what's happening at Chelsea. Uh, Kai Herbert really, really wanted to play for Mikel Oteta and Arsenal. Uh, Mason Mount really, really wants to go to Manchester United. You can't stop that. There's a lot of players that Kovacic. also really, really, Kovacic really, really wants to play for Manchester City. But also in saying that, there are also many other quality players who really, really, really want to play for Chelsea. And so while we're seeing Koulibaly at 32 years old and we think the world's ending if he leaves to go to Saudi, um, I think there's a place in plan for that. And Levi Colwell of Brighton was one of the most standout uh, young defenders in the Premier League last season. He comes in at that place. We still have Fofana who didn't maximize his potential last season in a Chelsea shirt. He's young. You know the, the, the quality that he brings. There's a lot for Poch to, to, to work with. There's no, there's no doubt Pochettino will have his work cut out for him, but there's plans in place. N'Golo Kante leaving Chelsea are in advanced talks to try to sign Moises Caicedo. Whether they are successful in their attempts is, is one thing, but Chelsea are trying to, uh, uh, trying to take care of uh, trying to cover what's been lost and by bringing in other quality players as well. But it, it's a transitional period. It's going to take time. Not everyone's going to see the picture when some of the puzzle pieces are laying on the table. You'll only know once. Like, all of these things take time. So right now, Chelsea are in a difficult period, a transitional period, but I can see a picture. Chelsea are going to eventually get an elite striker. There's no way Nicholas Jackson has been... All the reports are saying this, which we're ignoring. Nicholas Jackson's not been... Not signed to be Chelsea's number one striker. Um, neither is Armando Brogia. They may compete for a place uh, and with, one, Kunku, with one grain on loan. Isn't Kunku? there another Fofana there? Or, or what's, uh, yeah, he's going. He the could, striker? Yeah, is, he could be, he could be leaving on loan. Who, who is your marquee signing? Because I know the biggest names I've we heard signed. is Kai Saino. Well, no. What I mean is currently is in Kunku and Enzo Fernandez. Are those going to be your marquee signings going forward? Is that where you're going to get your shirt sales from? Is that who the fans are going to be chanting week in, week out? Because can, can I just ask a follow-up to that? And, yeah. you know, Chad, maybe answer both questions. Remember, I think it was actually last season or the season before, we all sat here and said Chelsea are one position short of, you know, competing at the very top. And we all agreed that it's a striker. If Chelsea got a world-class striker, a Harry Kane, I think we even mentioned the name Harry Kane. If Chelsea got Harry Kane, yeah. title challenges. I think Chelsea and I have set themselves so far back, strengthening firstly their rivals. Um, whether Kai Havertz wants to play for Mikel Arteta or not, don't care. 
You don't let that happen. Steven Gerrard wanted to play for Abramovich Chelsea. Abramovich would never. Steven so Gerrard wanted to play for Chelsea a, a few years ago. I hear your points. I'm also. I'm, I'm, no not for, I'm not for selling to rivals as well. I'm not. I'm not keen on selling to rivals as well. But but do you Chelsea, not think that Chelsea are but, but, but further Ch- back now than well being to, one strike to, away? To, to, to first answer your your first the first part of your question, uh-huh. Chelsea are not so strong in a in, in a in a negotiation a ne- negotiating. Uh, position because of their contracts being run down. Mm. So if you have a year left on your contract, even if um, Harry Kane wanted to leave to, to go to Chelsea, I think Spurs will know that they either sell him or they or they if it, it, or they lose him for free. So I think that's where Chelsea also uh, find themselves at, and that's why they doing bizarre things like eight-year contracts and stuff. So it's just to not ever let mm. this. Uh, they they kind of too over radical about it just to not ever uh, find themselves in this position again. But um, to go to Desh is what Desh said about marquee signings. Nkunku is a marquee marquee signing for me. Uh, if not for everyone else, certainly for me. Uh, he's a quality player. He was the top goal scorer in his league, joint top goal scorer in his league, and he was missing for like three months. Yeah. It only goes to show how how much more his he could numbers. have had had he had he been there from the start. Uh, so Nkunku, I, I really rate Levi Colwell, who's coming up. He's highly rated. Uh, Liverpool have asked about him. Uh, Manchester City inquired about his services as well. Moises Caicedo, if we're able to get him as a Kante replacement, all of a sudden, that's a midfield combination of Enzo Fernandez and uh, a double pitter pivot of Enzo and Moises Caicedo. You've got the right back still Reese James, left back still uh, uh, Ben Chilwell. There's, it's just that elite striker that we're waiting. We don't want to make a mistake and repeat um, uh, a mistake. Sterling is still there. Sterling's still there. Yeah. We can't make a mistake and, and sign like another just big name signing when it hasn't always worked. But look at Lukaku. Uh, so we need to find like the right profile that fits the club, especially Pochettino, that fits his style of play because... Uh, we had uh, Romelu Lukaku in our books, but it wasn't a Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel kind of player. So mm-hmm. we, we need to find what is the right profile. But I can tell you the marquee names, these owners, last season they wanted to buy Cristiano Ronaldo. So the names what are still, Neymar? Neymar 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 is still like... currently linked to Chelsea. So right now, uh, Chelsea are, in, are busy with their uh, uh, sales and like just offloading. Ruben Loftus-Cheek going to AC as well. Like there's just a lot of players that they that they are happy to part with. While I might not be happy as a fan, while we might not understand everything, these owners are quite, and even the board, they're quite happy to let go because there's a plan in place. There's a lot of talent that they're looking for. And I think we'll, we'll see things pick up. I think we forget that we're still very early in the transfer window. Yeah, I think that's uh, key to, 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 to note out is that we are still, it's, it's still early days. And um, right now, Chelsea just look like they're ready to sell, sell, sell. Um, but um, I think just one part, and... Um, you know, you can't respond to this or not. So it's it's not so much a question, yeah. uh, Chad. But um, I do think there is some contradiction in the fact that you know it is a transition phase, and you know the players coming in are much younger now, and you know the expectation has died down a bit. And you know we, we all of the opinion that Chelsea won't compete for the league next season and stuff. But then you go and you know employ one of Europe's most sorts after coaches, and his expectations not going to be to you know, finishing the top half or, you know, Europa League at least. So I think there's that kind of contradiction where you've brought in a top, top manager who's, you know, taken Tottenham to being, um, you know, to where Champions they are now. Champions League final. Champions League final. Never even heard of was, in their history. Like um, then goes to PSG. 
could could join any club in the world. Yeah, and he he chooses Chelsea. So I I think there is some sort of contradiction with that. I don't think he's coming to 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 coach um, you know under nineteen and twenty. Oh, there, there's a bigger there's a bigger picture, Jesse. Yeah. He's coming to rebuild, and because he's the right, we believe that he's the perfect man to rebuild. If you think about when um, he left Southampton for Tottenham, Tottenham were in a very identical. Uh, position to Chelsea at the time in terms of uh, a lot of players uh, they they had lost a lot of players uh, at the time like the like the, the the club were going through transitional period as well uh, almost identical you you look at you you look at look it up um Pochettino um he came and he rebuilt that team he found he uh, he ha- he's just another manager who just um knows how to maximize the talent and potential uh, from the younger players and mm-hmm. develop them into better players. Nobody knew uh, Delhi Elliott, MK Dons. Nobody really cared about uh, Sadio Mane when, when he was at Southampton and, and all these players that 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 Poch did so well to um, uh, to mold into top quality players. We're hoping um, and 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 we're hoping that he's going to be able to do the same for the likes of uh, Mikhailo Mudrik, who Chelsea have invested in uh, so much. Uh, we know that there has to be a quality player. The Arsenal were interested. So many other players were interested in the players that we've been able to buy. So there's, there's definitely uh, quality in there, but we need the right manager. Sometimes, um, uh, you know, I think um, uh, Potter made us look terrible. Uh, and I think Lampard made us look even worse. And I think Pochettino will come in and just... He's happy to work with whoever wants to be at the club, mm-hmm. and you and and he knows that the club have, <coughs> will have realistic ambitions. Uh, still, with the ambitions to be a successful club, but we are in a rebuilding process, and that's why Pochettino has been appointed. Suppose that brings us to our next topic, Dish. Um, I feel like you want to kick the song off. <coughs> Rice, <laughs> rice, baby. Um, of course, Arsenal have agreed a fee, or possibly by the time this airs, uh, that Arsenal um, would have possibly completed the signing of Declan Rice. Of course, that is a second name to come in through the, the Gunners' door. Of course, Kai Havertz, we've mentioned how Chelsea strengthened their uh, London rivals. Um, and then there's obviously the Urian Timber, who looks, you know, he's, he's at the entrance waiting to get in. Um, so I think subject to, to finer instalment details with the, with the fee, um, but yeah, Declan Rice, firstly British record or possibly a British record if it goes over the line, which we're expecting it does. Worth it? Oh, hundred percent. You know they they they're just not linked with the kind of plays that they used to be linked with. You know that's the the power of like mm. the the manager, the club. You know their performances on the pitch. Um, everybody's just like. Such up and take note. You know, they uh, not so long ago you'd you'd maybe get like a Matteo Gonduzi, you know, mm. uh, uh, Lucas Torreira. I think they came in the same window. Mm. But now you you sign in Kai Havertz and um, Declan Rice. Mm. You know, look at that. If you compare, no disrespect, because I actually liked Gonduzi and Torreira. I thought <laughs> yeah. Torreira was he embodied that whole like yeah. uh, short, stocky midfielder that just didn't. Mm. You know, Verratti, very mm-hmm. much a Verratti. But now they look at who they linked it, look at who they are signing. Mm. It's 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 a statement of intent. You know, I think the Havertz one, I, that for me, I didn't even like, they got that done so quickly from the time the rumor was leaked to the time the deal got confirmed. Mm. That was very impressive because it was really, it was, it was done with absolute efficiency. 
personally i don't know what they trying to strengthen because we've got so much competition as it is in that in that um top 3 um i could i could understand if they prioritize Declan Rice because i think Shaka is leaving mm-hmm. or confirmed to be leaving mm-hmm. um and then there's also Thomas Partey uh you know you need some sort of an- another player over there uh with Cancelo being snubbed Jorginho doesn't look like he's going to be uh playing much you know i think um Declan Rice was the top target so um yeah i also didn't expect them to have um you know the the capacity the financial capacity i think yeah. 200 mil for two players doesn't sound like <laughs> arsenal that's 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 not that's not very arsenal like of them if you look at like, the rounding of skills is super fast <laughs> <laughs> look what am i calling it 17 180 wasn't yeah. wasn't uh, 65 and and 105 yeah 17 170 you're almost at 200 i think during timber was, would would eclipse that that mark you know yeah so there we go you know they <laughs> like Where is it that Arsenal have 200 mil to spend mm-hmm. in one window? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like and the the transfer window actually opened like two weeks ago, just over two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's. But I think initial question asked was uh, Declan Rice and is he worth that 105 million and being the transfer? 100, uh, yeah, 100, 100%. I think the previous one was was it Jack Grealish? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think he was a previous 100 uh, million. 100 mil. Uh, you look at Grealish now. I don't think Grealish is at his his peak. I actually think. Uh, He might have been have you, have you not seen the videos of the the the, the yeah, party no, <laughs> I think he's at the peak of his powers <laughs> yeah um look I for me I think he should have had more output and I think he should have hit the ground quicker but mm. again that's just me looking at um you know my, my own football eyes mm-hmm. but Declan Rice what he brings is that solidity you know you've seen him he's he's one of only two players maybe three in the league that I think can play the CDM role alone like you know the, the other one would be Casemiro and, yeah. and uh, Bruno Guimaraes I think Kante could have been but he, you know he didn't really play this the season I think Declan Rice is one is that one mm. can just literally do the 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 job of two players and not be run over yeah. Jorginho could do it but then he'd, but he'd he, get run he didn't over. have the legs you, they could play around him you know mm. he and he doesn't have the tactical capacity either I don't I don't really see I would fancy my my chance to get past a uh, Jorginho a tackle mm. from Jorginho but Casemiro would would absolutely chop anybody and Bruno he's got the the mentality to not let anybody you know mm. go and I think Declan Rice he does it with a bit of um you know pizzazz you know mm. s- like swap like you know you, you see uh, Virgil doesn't have to tackle I don't see Declan Rice lunging in unnecessarily mm-hmm. I think he plays tactically but I also think he, the the main thing what he does his strength is he can play that that role by himself i haven't seen him hit those 40 yard passes that plays in that position are meant to do mm. i think that you meant to stretch the game you know if you see a you know you got a, a fire winger that's making a lung busting run mm. you need to be able to find him with a bit of back backspin on the ball and make sure it's a quality delivery maybe that's what he loves at arsenal um yeah i don't really see thomas parte uh doing it. i think jaka used to make those runs yeah um So yeah we'll see I think uh Dekonos doesn't like he, he did get forward for West Ham but I'm not sure if he's going to be needed uh they're not going to need him in that advanced area um but yeah, I think uh, 105 I think yeah I want to say it's hard to tell who's getting the better end of the deal mm. is West Ham getting That was actually what I was what I was thinking of right Yeah now. it's well, what do you think well I think know, they're both are happy with it I think certainly too let, let let me first say that these are two top top players 
I rate both highly. Uh, De- Declan Rice is a fantastic player, and I think he's a he's the type of fit that Arsenal need. Kai Havertz, uh, if you didn't know, uh, was my favorite player at Chelsea. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, he I'm was. Sorry, you have to yeah. go through this. Yeah, yeah. so on but, come, on, but, oh, come so, on, Arsenal! But, <laughs> come on, Arsenal! But, but the, the thing I'm saying though is, uh, I, and I rate these players highly. Um, have Arsenal? Being bullied by these clubs into like, but in terms of the the demand, the, the, like the fee. Let's look at the fee of uh, Kai Havertz. Let's start with him because who I rate very highly for sixty five million pounds has who. It's hard to believe that Chelsea haven't walked away like happy as the as with, the with one year on his. Yeah, yeah, I think like he had one year left on his deal. Two years, I think. Oh. With with like you know having been feeling like they won. Uh, and, and and make no mistake, this is a player I rate very highly. A player who's won uh, a lot with us, who stepped up in Champions big League. games, won the Champions, Champions League, League for us with, with these with yeah. these goal uh, against Manchester City. So I'm just I'm just thinking though, like you know, 65 million pounds for Kai Herberts, um, who you've seen like shown show flashes of of quality, brilliant uh, moments of brilliance, but not. Uh, consistently enough, in my in my opinion, even as 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 a big fan of Kai Herbert, to say sixty five million pounds, I think uh, if Arsenal negotiated better, they could have got the price a little bit down, and I think we we could have we would have maybe probably that's budged. why it happened so quickly. It's just like uh, what what do you want? No, and and and, and 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 that's the good ruthless side of Arsenal, uh, which I know too well as a Chelsea fan. We play we pay over the top. For, for players and, and just in, 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 in order to get our targets, uh, to get them signed. But also Declan Rice is another one. A uh, hundred million pounds of a player who had one year left on his contract. I'm not, uh, like, uh, like, I, firstly, I'd rate Rice very highly, but he's not a hundred million pound player, not in my books. I think. Even with, with five one, years left on his deal. But no, I, I think with five years left on his deal, probably 92. Million. Mm-hmm. I think Arsenal. I was I was talking uh, to to another Arsenal fan, um, like off uh, off air, and um, one of the things that I was saying is I believe that Arsenal made a mistake with their first offer for Rice because I think Arsenal's first offer for Rice was I think ninety two million pounds. I thought that was fair. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fair, and and I think that had they started a little bit lower and got there, like I think rice is a 92 million pound player a 90 million pound player 85 around there uh, but i think that a player of with him having one year remaining i think west ham credit to west ham for for sticking to their guns i think a fair price would have been for a player of rice's capabilities who have one who has one year left i think 70 would have been fair i really do believe that and it's probably not popular mm. but not to say that he's he's not a top player because he is a top player but i just think that yeah calling my players rubbish i think both clubs uh west ham and Chelsea, will feel like they won look at I, I get the financial side of it but um you know just to give my uh say on the two signings is that yes kai have still happened very quickly there wasn't any transfer saga um but there was no you know Bids rejected and ongoing back and forth. Um, it was the player's desire. I think someone else came in. Uh, I think it was Bayern Munich. Yeah. And uh, he just wanted Arsenal. And in a very similar story with with uh, Declan Rice, Bayern Munich came in as well. Manchester uh, City. Spoke to the player. Nope, I only want Arsenal. Um, thanks for your interest. Manchester City, no, I only want Arsenal. As soon as these teams, you know, kind of heard of his desire to join Arsenal, 
they tended to back off and then obviously leaving Arsenal with you know with the, with the tap in to to get it over the line. Can, but can, sorry, can I ask you while mm. we're on Arsenal? Um, let, let's start with Kai Havertz firstly. Mm. Sixty-five million pounds. You say Kai Havertz isn't coming to start for you, right? Yeah, at at this moment, no. Okay, so Kai Havertz. Unless someone a, gets sold. So so Kai Havertz isn't a starter, right? In in your books as Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Are you happy spending sixty-five million pounds on a player who's coming to bench? And are you happy spending sixty-five million pounds on Kai Havertz? Be honest. Um, he's coming to play Champions League. Yeah, he's it's not so, going to be benched. So the thing is, so look, I don't think he's better than the players in that position that he plays at Arsenal. So I do think he'd probably play on the bench as it stands right now. Of yeah. course, I'm not Arteta and I don't have a plan for him. Um, but I don't mind Arsenal paying 65 million because you look at Gabriel, okay. our centre-back. What is he, like 32 million pounds? You look at what other clubs are paying for centre-backs, so they're getting ripped off. So we, we clearly dodged the ball there. Uh, Saliba was very cheap, also around yeah. 30 million pounds as well. Worth about 100 now. So, so there's going to come... So we've balanced it. Okay. We've, we've balanced it quite and fine. And Martinelli signed for 6 million from Brazil, or I think 1.6 million, but there's a 6 in there somewhere. Okay. Um, Bukaya Saka from the youth. Martin, Martin Odegaard was like 30 million, and he's... He, he was the best number 10 last season, better than Kevin De Bruyne. So well, we've, then, we've balanced it out. Okay, well, then the next part of my question is this. Um, uh, you have £105 million in your transfer bank. Mm. Um, are you, out of every every position player, are you are you going to take that £105 million and you spend it on rice, honestly, no. before this? I, I wouldn't. If it was my money, I'd put in a 40 for 50 million pound bid for Bruno Gomez that Dash mentioned. See what I can do with that and then with it's the a balance. Animal, it's, right? a, it's a hell of a Look, Declan Rice is a top player. It's a hell, it, it hell of a lot of money. It is English tax on it as well. We, we, we know all too well about that. Do I think he's a 105 million pound player? Probably not. So I, don't, I don't think he's you know one of the all time Premier League greats or because that's what I would you know value those players at. But does he improve Arsenal significantly? You're mad if you question that. Um, I, I think it's 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 silly. Uh, he he definitely does. And um, even if he, if he, even if he's a replacement for party, not uh, additional to party, because then I can believe. Then I'll actually agree if you say he he improves Arsenal uh, like that, like you know, drastically like that. But if you're saying that that if party leaves and he's the, I, I don't know if he if it's that big of a difference. If you know what I'm saying? No, I, I get that. Um, but you have to look at. Improving the squad doesn't mean improving, you know, the the 2023-2024 team. Okay. The the squad His is leadership qualities. The leadership qualities okay. is much more vocal that. than Thomas Party. Um, is he more technically gifted? Probably future not. Arsenal captain. Future, future Arsenal captain. Future England captain. Um, yeah. Future captain of his household. Let give this man everything. Um, he's he's special. He's he's our rice. And um, I think that's. I think the next question is where to for, for Arsenal. Of course, they missed out on the league. It, it went quite south late on, but they were about five points off for most part of it, to going into May. And I think it went eight points behind. But um, Desh, do you see that gap either closing or Arsenal possibly winning the league next season? Look, if if they if they win the league, then the 105 more. Justify. Looks yeah, looks justify. like looks yeah. like a like joke. Looks like it's a discount. You know, I think what also made like right now, as Chad said, he's not 105. You know, I also would say he's he's, he's yeah, I think 90 is fair. But 
for me, it's because of what he, what he, uh, maybe what he doesn't do. Because I know what he's he does do, but it's the things that that he doesn't do. Uh, and I have seen him got get caught on the ball as well. Mm. So it's not like he's that's Unplayable. Yeah, there's there's also that he can he can lose the ball. You know, if we spoke about Bruno, well, I I mentioned Bruno Casemiro. They're more technically. Yeah, gifted. they 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 if they lose the ball, that player's shirt is staying. <laughs> you know that, that they they're not yeah. letting go of their shirt. So, but Declan Rice, like, yeah, I think he, he he's susceptible to to that. Um, Does but he then, make Arsenal com- compete for the league again yeah, next season? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think you know you, you mentioned points difference. Yeah, it's gonna be like so, Arsenal were already so hard it's to beat gonna last be season. Crazy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It, it instills a, a fear factor in your team because I've seen you know all too well with you know players who I don't think are what they actually, you know, they're worth in terms of how much they were signed for. But because they carry that 100 million pound, let's just think Jack Grealish, defenders were kind of scared to go up against him because they're going up against, not Jack Grealish, but they're going up against a 100 million pound winger. And that plays in your head. So when you're a midfielder and you're going up against a 105 million can pound can be intimidating. Midfielder, you don't think of the name too much. You think of the price tag and what this guy can bring. And then, you know, there, there is, it does install the fear factor. It definitely does. But there's also like, you know, the Premier League. It's also, um, it's also like, you know, just the league that, 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 the Premier League and the teams that are p- competing and it's just like the players just like use that as motivation also because how many mm. small smaller teams or smaller games everyone just ri- rises to the occasion so I, so there's also that but I think Rice for like you mentioned a good point in terms of it's not just he's not just signed for next season mm. um, and you'll do want the league next season but he's not just signed for next season I do think he's a future Arsenal captain he's English also um, that's that's a great thing for an English club uh, it's good for Arsenal mm-hmm. he's his leadership qualities are so good you, you always see him uh, on the pitch at West Ham talking uh, uh, just uh, picking people up when they're down, uh, the players when they're down. Clapping his hands, you know, yeah, like, like he's, just he's trying doing to, something uh, to improve the morale. Stir the crowd. Yeah. And, uh, like he's, 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 he has that in his game, which I think Arsenal, if we do have to like look at a weakness for them last season, I think they lacked some leadership qualities. I think they were very young, naive at times, and, and while they had all that immense potential, I think they, they, missed, they missed out in terms of... Uh, just like leadership, experience, and I think Rice, as young as he is, he brings a lot of experience. Uh, he guide, guides the team through yeah. those through the mm. things. Yeah. It's a good fit. It's, I, a, it's a good transfer. I think on the the, the point of um, yeah, he, look, he he's going straight into the lineup. He's not coming to improve Absolutely. the squad or whatever. Yeah. On the Havertz points, I can't see him breaking in. I know. I think you both said you don't. Uh, oh, he's coming to bench. Well, well I think he, that I, Chad I, I, I don't think so. I think he's coming. For that sixty-minute substitution, when you bring on a player like mm. I think in Kete comes on eighty minutes, I don't think he comes yeah. on sooner than that. But at least you're giving him; he knows you got mm. ten minutes, fifteen minutes to score a goal. Mm. That, that that's his mentality. Come chase everything yeah. and just put your name in the in the in the hat. You know, yeah. if you look at um, Trossard, Trossard comes on sixty. That is a dangerous player to bring mm. off the bench because also good any, enough to start. But we look yeah, at we, we, yeah. we might not look at the name. We might look at the name Trossard and be like, no, there's bigger names on on the bench or whatever. But he's a quality player, and I think that's what they're doing. They're bringing. They, Arteta's trying to make. He's trying to bring competitiveness to his side. It's he wants. To, he wants even his top players in the lineup. Arsenal have a fantastic eleven, uh, and he's probably like wanting his players to be 
kept on their toes. Like mm. you can still play uh, if you still Don't think you're good enough. If, if you still think you're good enough to start, then go ahead and start. But like if you, if, up, if Gabriel Jesus knows that if he if he's not performing, he's going. Hey, I've got Kai Havertz behind me. Mm. Uh, you know, like and and that's what they're trying to do. I think just create that competitiveness, uh, which is healthy, especially if you want to challenge for a league. Mm. Well, it is good to see uh, Mikel Arteta backed. Of course, Arsenal coaches have had, um, you know, trouble being backed in the past. Does Does Smith Rowe and, and Fabio Vieira like what? What are they thinking? Like with these, you know, players coming and you know? I think they're excited about I, I, the caliber. I, I saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Reese Nelson. Uh, not Nelson. Was it Ainsley Maitland Niles released? Yeah. released? No, he, he's he's been released because I I just don't think there's a plan for him. You know, when you're a professional Talented footballer player, for no. for eight years or so, and you don't know what your best position is, so hard to fit in. Mm. Um, and I don't even think Ainsley Maitland Niles knows where his best position is. But in terms of Reese Nelson and um, Katie and Emil Smithrow, I do think there there is a part to play in 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 in, in Arsenal for them. Um, Kai Havertz. I thought it seems like he's coming to be the backup striker. It possibly seems like he could be the backup midfielder instead. Um, but you can rest Odegaard one game or well, like, you know, maybe play bring them him together. Um, do you think? You, that, in fact, that's a good question. Uh, do they, you think they can play together? Because a I, lot of that, that's a lot of debates, even among Arsenal supporters, from what I'm seeing on social media and uh, like if if you Kai are putting Havertz, them on the same if pitch. if Kai Havertz is deeper than Odegaard, there's a problem. Um, Odegaard's the most creative player at Arsenal. He's he's got an eye that no one else has, and he's he'll he's five four. He, he'll he find Havertz. Havertz uh, makes good runs. It's, Chelsea players couldn't identify yeah. that last season. I think the only player he could really play with was Reese James, and sometimes yeah. Lewis Holding. Mount was the one that picked a, picked out his run in the Champions League. Yeah. Didn't he like break the line yeah. or something? You're speaking about a player who I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but you know that's the thing. Chelsea players didn't see Harvard's strength. And maybe the coach did and didn't tell the players. I saw. See, but <laughs> That's what, 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 I saw. what, what Harvard does is he makes runs into the box. Yeah. Yeah. He makes runs Love that. You, Kyle. <laughs> he makes runs you that. Arsenal shirt there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, so there's a 29th. And he wears number 29. It's Kai Harvard's day. Um, I'll tell you what day it is. It's it's rice rice baby day. Um, in that and that's going to be every day until the start of the season. Wow! Come on, you rice. Even boy. if you sign Neymar. Nope, <laughs> Neymar who? Um, <laughs> but to, to the point that I was saying is that um, Arteta has been backed, and it's good to see coaches being backed. Um, I think what is disappointing is when coaches aren't backed, especially after a good season. And I think that could be the case with with Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag's. You know, many questions. I think we had this conversation on the podcast is, are Man United having a good season or would we count it as successful or whatever? They went from outside of the Champions League, now they're in the Champions League. Ten Hag has improved so many of the squad. I uh, think he's removed. Um, don't like to, you know, use this word, but he's taken some of the poison out of Sour Man- grapes. Manchester United. Um, hashtag CR7. Um, you know, out of Manchester United. So he has improved them significantly. But now it seems that his budget for for transfers is a hundred million pounds, which is less than what Declan Rice cost Arsenal. Yeah, I wonder if if Kane, like you know, how's how's that situation looking right now? Because well, clearly think, very bleak. Yeah. Well, Mount is the if look, you know, it wasn't that long ago where United pulled. Um, you know, many people were giving them the uh, what the window of the the transfer window of the. <coughs> 
like that award, you know, mm. that, that uh, mm-hmm. they had signed Varane, Casemiro, yeah. I think, I don't, was it? Anthony, I think. Well, as well. Yeah, but there was like four players um, and, and they were like, they've won the transfer Lys- window. Lysandro Martinez. Yeah, like, you know, is that, is that, and, and they, they have the, the, um, the track record of leaving their business till that final window where they have mm-hmm. all the leverage. You know, you look at Sabitza, I think he came like, what, 48 hours before the window shut, yeah. was on the flight sign. And um, yeah, he's had a pretty pretty decent spell. I don't know if they if they make him a permanent signing, but um, you know he he just goes to show that they leave it to the last minute. So I wonder if they you know who is there like their rabbits um, you know out the back for this winner because mm. I think Ronaldo coming was he was there like <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Chad one mentioned uh, one they mentioned uh, earlier a couple of seconds ago was Mason Mount. Yeah. You said that's your favorite player of all time at Chelsea. Tell us why. Yeah, no. And how would he improve Man United? <laughs> get, the I think, dishes, uh, get, the, get the dishes, someone. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, I, I've, I've, honestly speaking, and there may be bitterness, there may be a little bit of resentment, and a bit, but, but, a bitterness. But I can tell you that I am completely unattached emotion-wise <laughs> when it comes to Mason Mount. Uh, uh, he, you know, for someone who's always been labeled himself. Uh, Proper Charles kissed the badge and from the academy. Cobham legend, yeah. From a, yeah, such having a, young, a bad day from, today. No, from, we've from, discussed Matteo Kovacic leaving, well, Kai Havertz well, leaving. Well, that's because we're doing outgoing. So when, we, when it's time for incomings, I, I think we all hate Chelsea again. I'm, I'm sure that part's still coming in the transfer window. Don't worry. Um, but I think, you know, like Mason Mount, I'm very disappointed. And that's just a personal Chelsea thing, um, you know, to... Has he handled it poorly? I think he has handled it poorly and, and and obviously conflicting reports, you know, some reports coming out saying that, you know, he's happy to uh, still play for Chelsea next season. But at the same time, he, he's not prepared to even speak about, like have ne- negotiations pick up about uh, extending his contract mm. at Chelsea. So that's very frustrating, especially someone who's supposed to be Chelsea but this, this, isn't, this isn't the Chelsea signed up for. I think when he came through the ranks, you know, with Abramovich there, with Peter Cech there, with whoever that there was over there, Bruce, I think what Bruce Buckley or something, um, he was so what, what Michael Jackson. So this, is, not <laughs> this is not the same Chelsea. No, this is he, Chelsea. No, no, this is Chelsea. No, so, so wait, what, so what I want to say, yeah, this, and, and, I, and I think I'll take us to the point that we need to be, is does Man, Mason Mount, um, I know we're supposed to be talking about Man United, but we're talking more about Chelsea, but yeah. I think this is a fair point, and it kind of leads to why Mason Mount wants, wants to actually leave Chelsea, is that, so what some of the reports I've seen is that Mason Mount was offered at one-year extension, just so Chelsea could drive the price up, but there was never really that, that was Chelsea's, in, Chelsea's intention to yeah. actually keep him in, so, so in the we, long-term plan. We did offer a one-year contract. That so was does the last he not seem let down by the club that he loves so much? No, so that, that, that was the last offer that we, we had where he refused negotiations afterwards because we tr- first tried to uh, get him to tie uh, his future down to a long-term contract. Remember mm-hmm. Chelsea at the time, Chris James had signed a six or seven-year contract. That's when that was happening at Chelsea. We tried to get him to do the same and he didn't want to jump into such a big, tie himself down to such a big contract. Understand that. Uh, six, seven, eight years, that's a long... Uh, for me as a player, I would like to know at least how my future is tied up. But for him, I understand. For any player, you don't want to have that uh, to be tied down for so long. Uh, in your contract but uh, Chelsea then tried to give him like you know a proper uh, uh, offer him a proper contract also with a significant pay rise uh, 
and he's still rejected. And then from there, it's been negotiations have been off. And then the last offer was that one year contract just to like, okay, buy us some time. If you're not, uh, if you, if you still need to see what, like, you know, how this, the how, project is going. like how the project's going. And that's what that one year was about. So that's mm-hmm. all just blown out of proportion, taken out of context. But I just also want to say to Desh, Chelsea is Chelsea and Chelsea's Chelsea, Chelsea, uh, can still, Chelsea, <laughs> no, fans, Chelsea, Chelsea, fans, Chelsea. Chelsea fans, that Chelsea team that won the Champions League um, with Drogba, Lampard, they, they're nowhere near the, near the club at the moment. That's still Chelsea. Chelsea won the Champions League uh, under Abramovich. It's still Chelsea now. Chelsea, Man United don't talk about um, the league. Uh, Man United talk about the league. So Alex Ferguson won. Liverpool talk about uh, their success before uh, Jurgen Klopp. And, and, and Arsenal go back to the Wenger days when they became invincible. It's still the same club. It's still Chelsea. He should, he should know better. He should, it, it's, it, it's that emblem. The, the club is bigger than anything. It's bigger than a new owner. It's bigger than uh, uh, players. It's bigger than management. It's bigger than staff. It's, it's, it's the club. It's, it's, it's a football club that's been uh, there from, 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 for, for, for the longest time. And I think What's he. 1905. 1905. That's the long. So Chelsea are bigger than a club is bigger than anything, and and bigger than anyone. So I, he, I think there's too many there's clubs. too many moving parts in Chelsea right now. You know, I think that's why. Look at the exodus of players. They're all leaving. You know, he's watching like but, half but, the team leave. But there's also you. You also I want you to also look at the players that are leaving that we actually want to leave. Like we also trying to get them out. Uh, like let's look, look Ruben Loftus cheek. We've tried to sell him for the longest time. We couldn't, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Ruben Loftus cheek. Aubameyang we're trying to get rid of. We're trying to get uh, Kulabali. There's so many players. We actually happy. Chelsea, Edward Mendy wasn't starting. We happy to get a fee for him. There's a lot of players that we're looking and we're just saying, seeing this mass exodus at Chelsea. The club couldn't be more happy because that's more money, uh, being pumped into the club. And when they, the ink, when it's time for incomings, then we're all smiling again. I love how this has, you know, Ten Hag and being backed as uh, <laughs> brought out a Mason Mount conversation. But Mason Mount, Chad, whether you say he's one of those players that you want to see go or um, he does, you know, have plenty of quality in his yeah. locker. And I think he's... A, I honest, would, would he improve Man United? Honest, well? Honestly speaking, I think he's a very good player. Um, I think that he will be a good signing for United, but he's not a special player. Um, and he's, he's never been special. Um, I think that, <laughs> no, I, and I, I honestly, I emotions. think, that, no, I, 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 I genuinely, I genuinely think he's a very, very, very good player, but mm. I don't think he's a special player. I really don't think that he can win you games single handedly. But, but, but does he improve Man United? I don't know if he improves Man United. He improves their squad for sure. I don't know if he improves their lineup because I'm not, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm not expecting him to make it into their midfield. I don't think he can get into their midfield. I actually think that what they're going to do is play him higher up the pitch in the front three on the left side and move Rashford where Marshall was. That's where England played Mount. That's where Mount played for Chelsea. Um, even in the Champions League final where we won, that, that's where Mount played. So I think that could happen. And I, I think you're going to, there's so many uh, uh, wide players that give you so much more than Mount. If, so if Mount is playing where I think he's going to play, like on the flank, high up the pitch, then I think there's, you know. Yeah, well, look, I, look, I, I heard your comments about you don't think he's going to make it into the midfield. But honestly, Ten Hag has done away with McFred. You know, I think they, well, they... They don't don't get in the midfield either. 
But then yeah, the competition is Eriksson and Casemiro. Bruno Fernandes. Do you think but he gets Ka- it? But yeah, Fernandes so- can play on the wing. I have seen him yeah, play. Yeah, actually, did do that. Yeah. So in fact, Bruno's played as a six. Uh, in yeah, so so you see, Fernandes has just been asked to do whatever he can, but with Sabitzer, but <laughs> <laughs> Bruno on the wing. So, <laughs> no, but they, but yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, think but it's but a good. I, I'm, okay, I'm thinking. Look, but we're looking, we're looking the at wing. their midfield, though. I'm saying their midfielders are Bruno Fernandes. Their midfielders are uh, Christian Eriksen and um, Casemiro. Uh, does Mount get in does, there? Does, does Mount get in? In, in any of he those can, three because on the right wing you can move Fernandez to the right wing and then play Mount in the center and then Ericsson and because uh, then Casemiro. yeah Ericsson yeah Ericsson Casemiro and then Mount well, if top. they do that I, in my opinion they'll be making another big mistake but by having even, Bruno Fernandez so, so there's just is that same improvements Casemiro and Ericsson there's no longevity there that's literally a one season Fix. Our it's, producer, when United supports are shaking his head, he, he doesn't seem to no, think that's improving. Look, he knows what I'm saying. You can't really ask them. He knows what I'm like, saying. <laughs> they're like 35, like combined age of 70. What are you doing? No, uh, so, so okay, that midfield that you mentioned, Dish, is that improving Manchester United? I Bruno out wide. I'm playing midfield for Chelsea. Bruno out wide, Casemiro, Eriksen, Mason Mount, midfield three. It's not looking good, bro. <laughs> Honestly, would you start Mason Mount in the midfield for United? Would you? In order to get him into the team. Yeah, in order to get into yeah, the you're team, I'm saying to. you're the coach to in order to win. In order to win, would you play? So I think well, so. What we're trying to say is that that he is better than some of their wider wider players, and just he's so better happens, than Marshall. Yeah, yeah, he's better than Marshall. Marshall doesn't Anthony. play, and Anthony <laughs> Marshall played it through the middle. Of course, he does. He and, played through and the middle. And Anthony, I think he's better than Marshall and Anthony. Um. But I think hey, Anthony potential. Right? <laughs> but I think what you know, what you're trying to do, Chad, is you know, accommod- there. <laughs> accommodate for Mounts to, to play him further forward. You're yes, going to have to. You, you're kind of trying to accommodate for Mounts to, but, but to moving shift Bruno, Bruno further that's, forward. That's harsh. which I don't, I don't know. Is is he that good to be shifting around the that's team? That's the thing. Is he because he is good? So so but I, is he special? So okay, I what's your deal? Formation and how does he? How do they line up? There? I, I genuinely, whether I agree with it or not, I genuinely think Mounts will be playing on the left of a, of a front three. I so genuinely Rashford think so. I think Rashford moves into where Marshall was. And Anthony, I'm sorry. No, no I, 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 I genuinely whether I think it's they should do that. I genuinely think that's what because that's what England and do, that's and, that's what, and that's what Chelsea. and Ganacho also has been playing those those minutes, and in fact, I think his goals to game ratio must be quite impressive well, then right Rampi now. Becomes in the same position of Kaya, but then. <laughs> Like, with, like what we were just speaking about, like where he just becomes a, a player who's just his versatility has uh, killed him. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see. That's the thing I, lo- I love transfers, and that, that's what they call it silly season because yeah. we have like you know conversations that sound silly because you know we're taking players who was a, a you know a star at one club, and now we're trying to you know move the entire team we'll, around. We'll put Kane on the right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's a star at one club and now we're trying to move the whole team around. Man United then, don't even want to pay 60 for Mount. But, so that's the thing. They don't even think when you, he's worth 60. When you, when you move the team around, you're basically saying we're building a player around, around this player. And I think, you know, few clubs can do that with uh, Man City and Kevin De Bruyne. You can play him in a certain role to pull the team around. Arsenal can do that with Martin Odegaard. Um, Man United can do that with Bruno Fernandes. They can't do it with Mason Mount and they shouldn't do it with Mason Mount. Mason Mount is like for like competition should be Christian Eriksen. Um, you know, Christian Eriksen kind of did lose his spot being injured and then Sabitzer came in. So 
maybe Mason Mount is a like-for-like replacement with Sabitzer, who, who did get a lot of game time last season and with obviously Eriksen injured. So He did make those runs into the box as well. Sabitzer, yeah. which Mason Mount is more yeah. than capable of as well. Um, and Eriksen didn't use to they, do that. But he starts off in the CDM position. He, start, he, he generally starts off next to Casemiro and, and Fernandez is... That's the thing I like Ten Hag so much. It's because you, what's said on paper isn't actually. It's such a floating, uh, fluid formation that four five one. I I genuinely think if Man United want to get the better of Mount, and I don't see them doing this, they play. They need to play a four two three one and play him as like you know that 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 a central attacking midfield role. Where does Bruno play? Bruno way. can play deeper. He can play as a double pivot. So uh, we're just Casemiro, no, yes, alongside yeah. him. So ahead of Eriksen, you say? Yeah, I, I think that's that's one way you can play Mount. I think Mount as a ten is very good. I think that way he could become a hit at United. But then they but won't. I, I they won't take that formation to like Anfield. They won't take that formation to Etihad. They won't take it to to I'd, I'd to Emirates. I'd, I'd lick my lips exactly. They won't. That's not their but, strongest. That's no. I know that four three three is they they they. But yeah, what they'll, they get, like, but, they'll get open. But a four-two-three-one isn't the worst formation. It's still Pers- it's personnel dependent. Yeah, also, it's, it is personal dependent. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so much to. I hope he does well. If though. they play the four-two-three-one, then they they then play Fred and Casemiro. That's who they play. Hmm, Fred. But anyway, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> um, we've mentioned all other names apart from him. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be super, super exciting. I cannot wait for it all to begin. Can't wait for incomings. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us on the next. Comment and win. So if you are out there listening and want to stand a chance of winning that 213 voucher courtesy of Hollywood Fits, let us know. Can Arsenal challenge Manchester City again next season? Will there be another contender? Um, of course, with rice in the equation now. Um, you know, your pot's always full if you add a bit of rice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, <laughs> let's see how next season turns out. Remember, uh, if your comment does hit the target, you could walk away with the 200 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Gentlemen, let's just answer that question quickly. Dash. Arsenal challenge City next season or is there more contenders? I think it's Arsenal to challenge City. Chant. Arsenal and Liverpool. To challenge Man City, is that the race? Yeah, that's the race. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, of course, you know what I think. Uh, Jesse Nagel signing out. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal.